Training Camp 2023. Phil Longford of Denver presents Denver Sports Tonight. Good evening, Colorado and the Rocky Mountain Mile High region. What is up? What is it, Tuesday? (laughs) It's Broncos training camp, so the days are running together for me. I'm going to sound like Dan Jacobs to begin this show. No, 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 that doesn't mean Mr. Negative Nelly. Hi, Dan. That means I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story today, because on my way to Broncos training camp, I had no idea that I would talk to one of the best players in the entire National Football League one-on-one. Mono... Imano. And so I'm going to training camp. It was one of those days. Um, I think it was yesterday. It's all running together. I know. Feel sorry for me. I'm going to training camp every day. But like yesterday, I couldn't find my badge for like 30 minutes. Okay. And there were no fans yesterday. So I was like, okay, I need my badge so I can get in. Um, key to the door. And so whatever's whatever. I didn't I miss some stretching, right? Yesterday. So today. Time got away from me again. I'm leaving beautiful Roxboro, jumping my Honda Ridgeline, the perfect Colorado vehicle, and uh, I got to about Lockheed Martin, which isn't too far. I live about uh, five minutes, three minutes, two minutes from Lockheed Martin and Waterton Canyon. So I'm turning the corner, I'm jumping on Wadsworth, and I'm like, yeah, I forgot to brush my teeth. (laughs) I'm already late. I can either turn around, go back to beautiful Roxboro, brush my snaggle teeth, or I can just try to find a gas station and buy one of those travel toothbrushes and toothpaste. So guess what I did? Drove on out to Dove Valley to Centra Health Training Center, CHTC. And before I got there, I stopped at a gas station so I could brush my teeth because I was like, oh, my God, that's disgusting. This is training camp. Like, I don't know what day it is. Don't really know what time it is. I kind of know when I'm on air. I'm on air a lot, which I appreciate. I love, man. Um, I love talking about ball. Love the fact that you all appreciate it, although someone on Instagram told me to not be so obnoxious. Or was that Raj? Either way, but, like, yeah, um, I'm here to talk about the Broncos. Did get the teeth brushed, thank goodness. And uh, it was a good thing I did that because the Denver Broncos... Got me a great player today. I was able to talk to Pat Sertan one-on-one, and it was just him and me. That's it. He didn't talk to the rest of the media. He only talked to me, and it was fantastic. we got some clips going out right now. In a matter of 10 minutes, the first clip will hit on all of our social channels. Follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, and uh, love it. Like the post, share it, comment, all those sorts of good things. Um, But it was remarkable. It was outstanding because that young man just gets it. He always has. He always has. When it comes to what it takes to be a professional, I'll play the whole interview for you on tomorrow's program. Tonight I'll tell you, drop some knowledge about it and uh, intersperse it through my practice report. Mike McGlinchey, of course, done until the start of the regular season. That means your tackles are a trouble spot. So more on that in a little bit. But Pat Sertan and the work ethic, you see it on the field. The guys had to earn everything. Even when he was playing for his dad and he wanted to start varsity, wanted to play varsity, his dad's like, "Uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh, you got to play JV. 
And not even start JV. You got to play JV. You got to earn your way to start JV. Then you got to earn your way to varsity. Then you got to earn your way to starting varsity. Pat Sertan just loves ball. Again, all of this is in my interview. DenverSports.com is where the interview will reside. Again, clips coming out on our social channels, so make sure to stay tuned for that. But simply outstanding, I mean, stupendous, magnificent, whatever superlative you want to say about Pat Sertan, it's all true. But it comes back to worth ethic. It comes back to being able to take that natural talent, because he's supremely gifted when it comes to natural physical skill set. He's tall. He's strong, he's fast, he's physical, he can change direction, he can spin, he can hip swivels good. Like, it's all good. That's why I call him a can't-miss prospect. That's why I don't give George Payton credit for drafting Pat Sertan. Like, you you did it, you drafted him, you picked the name, but that's a, that was a can't-miss player. You know, you weren't discovering Pat Sertan. And the Champ Bailey comparisons, well, my friends, that is pretty damn accurate. It's pretty close, and, you know, Champ's in the Hall of Fame, one of the greatest of all time to ever play this game. A great man as well. Love Champ Bailey. So, you know, I'm not going to say Pastor Dan's on a Hall of Fame track, but, I mean, he gets it. He understands. He wasn't given anything. He has all the physical tools in the world and wasn't just handed stuff. And this is important to note, especially when I talk about players that are fighting for roster spots, that are fighting for playing time. And if you're a guy like Montreal Washington, what's the biggest difference from last year Montreal Washington to this year Montreal Washington? Do you know what the difference is? The difference is he's not handed anything. Montreal Washington is having to fight. And he's having some good days, having some not so good days. But out of 12 days, I would say there's at least five good days. And those good days include good days as a receiver, by the way, which Montreal needs to do. He can't just show up as a return man. So out of the 12 days, I'd say seven, not so good, five, good. Um, You know, if you want to go half, Eddie, whatever, like, yeah, yeah, six good days, six not so good days, whatever. If you wanted to flip it and say seven good days and five not so good days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The point is every day he's not consistent. And this is something we'll get into Sean Payton, excuse me, Vance Joseph's conversation today. Always good to see VJ back at the podium. Of course, talked to him earlier this offseason as well. And he said back, oh, no, 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 no. He said uh, tall today. So just hearing Vance Joseph's voice, knowing how much it has gone through my brain as drops on this station. I love it. He's a tall guy. So when he said tall today, I was just like, he said tall. I think I turned to Richie, and I was like, he said tall. He said tall. Can you say tall again, coach? Please? He's a tall guy. Thank you. It's awesome. My man KJ on the ones and twos. But Vance Joseph talking about consistency and how important it is. It needs to be there for Montreal, Washington. But the difference is the reason why Montreal is having some good days, whatever the number is. He had a good day today. There's no doubt. There's no question. Today, he had a good day. There's also no question that he's had some bad days. If you're being honest, if you're not being honest and you just say everything's great, everything is awesome, then that's disingenuous to you in Broncos country. Because you in Broncos country, here's the thing about this fan base. Y'all love some quarterbacks maybe you shouldn't. Um, as the guy who wanted Paxton to play because I knew Trevor wasn't the guy. Like, okay, I get it. I get it. All right, enough, buddy, enough. 
But y'all really can't be fooled when you see football. And that's why you, you can't be disingenuous to this fan base because you guys will see through it. You guys know great ball. You've seen great ball most of the last 50 years, 40 years, whatever, with the Denver Broncos has been great football. It can be great once more. It can be great again under Sean Payton. But it's going to take some time. I just look at this team. I look at the depth concerns. The tackle thing is a problem, Mac. The tackle thing is a problem. I'm not just talking about McGlinchey. Uh, did Mace already suggest, KJ, I missed the part of the drive. Uh, I apologize. Did he suggest Dalton Reisner as a right tackle? Did he say that? I don't think he did. Okay, because he said it on Orange and Blue today. And honestly, Dalton, a right tackle in college, like, okay, could you play right tackle in the pros? Like, well, yeah, maybe. I mean, I've always wondered why Dalton never got a sniff, at least a look, at right tackle early on with his professional career with the Broncos, and then they just kind of stuck him at left guard, and he was really good the first year, and then he had struggles after that. Would he fit better as a right tackle? Because there's not a lot out there, everybody. There's receivers out there. Brandon Johnson a little bit banged up today. I had already messages from people. I think even standing out there at training camp, I saw some fans, what's up? My man Devin, shout out Devin, who was out there, stopped by, said, what is up? My man Keith. He stopped by, said hi, like, so thank you. If you guys see me over there by the trees, like, come on, say hi. I, you know, love talking to fans, love picking your brain about what you see from these Broncos, and let's go, Broncos. Let's do it. I'm going to go do it. But, like, when Brandon Johnson's a little bit banged up, no cart, walked off the field, seems like a minor injury, that's good. The slipping on the fields are a concern, okay? There's a couple of spots, and I saw three slips today. I've seen a slip almost every day, almost every day. So, you know, not going to tell Sean Payton what to do, but, and the facility is beautiful and the facility is wonderful and all those sorts of things. And sometimes, you know, a slip is a slip is a slip. You can't help it, but it's, um, it's consistent. It's a daily thing and it's much more noticeable than in years past. Remember, I've been. To sound like Mike Evans, this is my 20th year of covering the Broncos as a professional, as a radio professional. 20 years. In 20 years, I haven't seen this much slipping. Either way, so Brandon Johnson's a little bit banged up. Even fans now are like, well, can they go get Rashard Higgins? There's wide receivers out there. There's been a question about running backs, and I know that Dove Kleeman, who just usually retweets everybody, which is fine. I don't know him. I believe he's overseas. I believe he's in Israel. He was the guy that has the little cartoon avatar, and people are like, I don't even know if he's real. He's a real guy. Um, and he, you know, retweets a bunch of stuff or whatever. It doesn't break anything. But he had retweeted Mike Florio talking about the Broncos could be interested in Josh Jacobs. This all sounds like agent-driven information. And remember, nobody at Dove Valley, Centura Health Training Center, sorry, nobody at CHTC is saying anything. George Payton might talk to Tom Pelissero once in a while. He probably needs to stop that. Um, but Sean Payton has it on lockdown. Lockdown. Okay? I remember back in the day, you could pretty much know what was on the menu uh, during the Elway regime. And, you know, John had his people that he talked to, of course. And we all love John Elway. At least I do anyway. And I know most of you do. But still, like, 
It used to be information was just thrown around out at Dove Valley, whatever they called it at the time. Um, now at Centura Health Training Center, things are different. Sean Payton runs a tight ship. I always have to pronounce the P so I don't get in trouble. <laughs> it's a tight ship out at Centura Health Training Center. So when Dove Clayman is retweeting, like he always does, and he's retweeting Mike Florio, which, hey, uh, Mike, Terry Bradshaw's still alive. KJ, you may not remember, like, 10 years ago when Florio reported Terry Bradshaw had passed. And it's like, no, 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 Terry's still kicking it. He's still kicking it. Might want to drop some LBs there, Terry. You know, get in, get in a little better shape. Get a little too round there, buddy. Um, but, like, yeah, so are we really going to say Mike Florio's, like, that's the... We've got some inside news from Mike Florio who just talked to an agent. It's likely Josh Jacobs' representative trying to stir up some stuff. And maybe, just maybe, the Broncos... Uh, had inquired. I think George Payton should inquire on everybody. You should be picking up the phone. Hey, what's it take? Hey, what are we looking at? Hey, tell me about Josh. You know, like you should be doing that. But is it serious? I don't believe so. Could be wrong. Could totally be wrong. And I'd have egg on my face and everybody would be like, remember you said they weren't getting Josh Jacobs and now they got Josh Jacobs. Go Broncos. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that, right? I understand that. But I talk to enough people in this league. I understand how agents feed everything. I'm an insider. That just means you talk to agents, okay? And I appreciate agents. There's a lot of good agents out there. There's some bad agents out there. Ask Elvis Dumerville. I don't, I don't go out of my way to talk to agents because they will flat out lie to you, Okay? And I know it's the access game. It's the trading of information. I've been a part of this for a long time where you trade information. Like, here's what I got. What do you got? And they give you something. You give them something. Like, I get that. But that's not with agents. That might be with more more or less scouts, uh, something like that. The rumor mill, the scouts love to talk, okay? But right now, do you know who talks at Dove Valley? Nobody. You know who's spilling the guts at Dove Valley? Nobody. You know who's just keeps rambling on at Centura Health Training Center? Nobody. So when there's discussions about could Josh Jacobs be part of the... Imagine the big voice guy, right? Imagine Cutler right now. Could Josh Jacobs wind up with the Denver Broncos? And then here comes my clip. Out at Centura Health Training Center, nobody is talking to insiders. Find out more. DenverSports.com. 104.3 The Fan. Right? That was my big voice impression. Imagine a world where Josh Jacobs is a Denver Bronco. I get it, right? It's fun to think about. It's fun to talk about. Javante, what's going on there? I've got thoughts on that. I, I, I want to say I can see where Orlando's coming from. I don't agree with it necessarily. But <laughs> Sound like Chris Tucker in Fifth Element. Like, anyway. I will get to Javante in just a little bit. Now on the tackle thing, now on the Russell Wilson thing, and just this team in general, like, nobody's spilling their guts, okay? I talk to a ton of people around the league. I know a bunch of stuff about a bunch of different teams. I know I'm not there, but I have enough friends over 20 years that work with teams that have worked their way up. Nothing makes me prouder than when I see, and I won't use any teams specifically, um, how about I do this? I'll use the Shrine Shrine Bowl. Eric, I've known Eric Galco since he was 18, and now he runs the Shrine Bowl. So nothing makes me more proud than when I see those guys like Pat Sergent. It's back to the work, everybody. It's back to the work. I want to see good people succeed. 
I want to see good people that work hard succeed. That's what, life's not fair, but that's what makes life seem fair. It's because those type of people work hard. Pat Sertan, incredibly gifted, these natural God-given talent. And you know what he does? He works his tail off. And so you take that God-given talent, you take a guy with incredible work ethic, and you have an all-pro. And not only an all-pro, that's a disservice to call Pat Sertan just an all-pro. He's the best in the NFL today in a pass-happy league. Think about that. And I'm taking nothing away from Champ, but I just want to highlight, like, things were a little bit different when Champ Bailey played. And I think Champ is the greatest corner of all time. Obviously, I have a, obviously I have a soft spot for Dion. I love Dion Sanders. Always have. I bought his damn rap album four times, <laughs> twice on cassette because I wore him out, once on CD. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. I'm getting it wrong. Once on cassette. KJ doesn't even know what cassette is. Uh, I bought it twice on CD because I scratched up the one. You know how mad I was? I don't even think I did. I think, I, I think it was David Smock. David, I'm going to blame you. Give me a quarter if I'm wrong. Um, or I'll give you a quarter if I'm wrong. <laughs> hey, pay me for lying about you. No, no, no. But like, my buddy David Smock, he like scratched the CD. He's like, let me see this thing, whatever. And I was like, no. And then he's like scratched it made me all mad. So I had to buy Dion's CD twice. And remember, this rap album is not good, all right? And he's talking about, like, busting a cap or whatever. I'm like, come on, Dion. Uh, must be the money. All I Hey, say hi to the bad guy. Uh, and then I bought it on Apple Music because it came with an extra song that I hadn't heard. So, like, I love Dion. He's the greatest cover corner. Champ Bailey's the greatest corner. But also note that when Champ Bailey played, it was different. Pat Sertan plays in a pass happy league, and he's the best corner of the game. Just think about that. We haven't seen the best football. We've seen him be an all-pro. We haven't seen the best football from Pat Sertan. Think about that. That's scary. That is scary. Now, when I talk to Pat Sertan, KJ, I'm going to have you be the judge here, okay? I want you to tell me if I was right or if I was wrong. I will fully admit when I'm wrong. He has on his thigh pad a PlayStation controller, correct? We've all seen the pictures. Have you seen the picture? On his thigh pad, he has a PlayStation controller. And it's the one with the thumbsticks. So it's uh, believed to be a PS2 controller. But do you know that's actually a PS3 controller because of the select button? The select button on PS3 was round, which is what I was on his thigh pad. On a PlayStation 2, the select button was rectangle. And I didn't bring that up to him. Did I do the right thing? I mean, you always want to look out for your fellas, right? And Pat Sertan and I, I mean, it was, we're, we're tremendously close. I just talked to him today. Anyway, um, like, should I have told Pat Sertan, like, hey, that PS2 controller's a PS3 controller. Is that a little past the nerd line, or is that okay? Is that okay that I didn't say anything? I didn't, I didn't want to offend. Well, based off the last 15 seconds of wording right there, I'm glad that you didn't bring it up because <laughs> I feel like you would have offended him. Okay. He probably would have been like, you know, Get out of here, nerd. Right. Yeah, he would have been like, oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. It is not a PS2 controller. How? How did you figure that? Yeah, what a nerd. Then he would have went to Broncos <laughs> PR and said, never let me talk to that guy again. <laughs> so, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. I happen to be, well, I'm an Xbox guy, but I do have every PlayStation because, well, PlayStation was awesome until Xbox 360. Anyway, um, I, I think that we're all getting a little bit ahead of ourselves when it comes to the Russell Wilson opinions, I got more thoughts on that as this show continues. Russ cooking today, looking good today, humbled 
is the word I would use. If you were to ask me, hey, Cease, you cover the Broncos, right? 20 years, right? And I would say, yes, 20 years. What's one word to describe Russell Wilson? You can send me your word. The RamosLaw.com text line is always open. 303-713-1043. That means, KJ, I need you to look at it, please. Um, say one word to describe Russell Wilson. What is it? 303-713-1043. Read the best one. Put your name on it. We'll read the best one here coming up on air. That's 303-713-1043. Send us a text. RamosLaw.com text line. What is your one word? To describe Broncos quarterback, Russell Wilson, mine is humbled. Russ is humbled. Now, this shouldn't be a surprise to you. So many people think Russ is a bad guy. He's not. Okay, stop. I cannot stand when people go out of their way to blast Russell Wilson for no reason. If you want to take issue with some of the stuff that he does on the field, that's perfectly fair. That's fine. That's football. You got broad shoulders, man. Football's about overweight men and windbreakers yelling at you. And if you can't take a chewing, get out. Get him out of here. Russell Wilson was humbled by last season. Last season, and y'all say bad stuff about Russ. Oh, and this and that, and all the and the Jake Heaps and all this other stuff. Like, okay, okay, right, right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You know what you're wrong about? Think of that Russ didn't hear you or doesn't care. You are completely wrong about Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson has been humbled. Russell Wilson already working hard, okay? I try not to cuss on this show, although I fail miserably most days. Russell Wilson's already working hard. But now there is a chip once again on his shoulder. Remember, this is the guy that puffed up to me that is shorter than me, by the way. He puffed up to me at the Senior Bowl because I asked him if he'd come to Denver and back up Tim Tebow because I knew the Broncos liked him. Shocker. And he stood up and he puffed out his chest. I want to be known as a passer and not a runner. That, Russ, is back. I love it, man. I love it that that chip on his shoulder, and it's quiet. It's quiet. You're not going to get this at a press conference, Okay. You're not going to, and <sighs> I'm supposed to be less obnoxious. You're not going to get this by coming to practice one day and watching one practice of Russ and then be like, yep, he sucks. Yep, I, I synced it. I synced, I synced him. He can't play. Russell Wilson sucks. You're completely wrong and asinine to show up one time at Broncos training camp and think Russell Wilson can't play. You know what Russ is going to do? Pat Sertan and I talked about Russell Wilson today. That first clip is up, by the way, on all of our socials. DenverSports.com, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Check it out. My very first clip of multiple clips, of several clips, with Pat Sertan for my one-on-one exclusive interview with him today. We talked about Russell Wilson. Wait till you see that one. Russ heard you. Y'all talking smack. Y'all talking junk. Y'all running your mouth. Russ heard you. You know what he wants to do? He's never going to say it. He's too good of a man. He's a good man. Which you can't say about many NFL quarterbacks. He's a good man. Russell Wilson's going to quiet the doubters. Y'all going to talk. Dog's going to bark. Hater's going to hate. Right? Don't worry about it, baby. Russell Wilson's going to handle his business. And if you're watching football and if you understand football... You're seeing some signs that's going to be the case. 
Now, Javante Williams has been a hot-button issue. Is there news with Javante? I will break that down for you coming up next. It's Training Camp 2023. Phil Longford of Denver presents Denver Sports Tonight. I am your host, Cecil Lammy, talking about the Denver Broncos. And Russell Wilson, give me one word to describe Russell Wilson. Ramoslaw.com text line is 303-713-1043. Get to Javante. Javante? (laughs) Javante. Make sure to say that name right. Uh, I'll get to Javante Williams in just a little bit. But KJ, you're the man in the box and you're my social media director. Like Drew Spivak used to be on the Cecil Lammy show back in the day. But like, you're watching the text line. 303-713-1043. 303-713-1043. What's the one word people are using to describe Russell Wilson? All right, I see heart. I like it. Um, do, do, do we want to throw a couple of negatives on? Uh, throw whatever. The, okay. What are the people saying? All right, the people are saying that he's a douche. He's overpaid. He's a narcissist. He's deflated. Okay. Wow. Okay, enough, enough. <laughs> he has heart. He's also overpaid. And like, okay, okay, okay. Uh, a couple more good ones, maybe? <laughs> maybe? Motivated. Okay, I like that. Yes, yes, yes. I like it. They also say that Russell Wilson is ready for the season. More than one word, but I'll take it. And you did say, KJ, someone said I wasn't obnoxious? Mm-hmm. That's, yes. Someone is sticking up for you. Someone saying that Cecil is not obnoxious. So... You have a big-time supporter. Ah, thanks, Dad. Anyway, (laughs) I am talking about Javante Williams and the conversation with Orlando Franklin. I haven't had it yet. I will talk to Big O about this because people have asked me, even Mike Evans this morning, is like, I don't mean to wedge drive, which means he totally means to wedge drive. That's all Mike Evans does, wedge drive. That's what he is. That's what he does. He's a wedge driver. That's why Joel Klatt hates me. Because I was at the combine, and wait, wait, wait. First off, I have to blast Mike Evans, but I also have to apologize to him because this morning I said I blame you for the reason why Joel Klatt hates me. Because uh, Joel Klatt does hate me, which I'm fine with. Whatever, he'll be all right. Um, but I was at the combine, and, and it's my big mouth that did it. Okay, Mike set it up, but then I had a big mouth because I have. I guess I was a little obnoxious that day <laughs> for the. Cecil, the Chilo supporters out there. But anyway, um, I was at the Combine, whatever it was, John Ross's year, so whatever. It was Connor Cook's year, everybody. And, uh, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, they only got a few. Here's the few quarterbacks in the first round, whatever. And Mike Evans, I was, you know, on Schlereth and Evans. And Mike Evans said, well, what about Connor Cook? And before I knew what Joel thought about Connor Cook, I knew, I knew some stuff behind the scenes because his coach at Michigan State – Told the media one thing, then he kicked the media out, and he brought the scouts in, and he told the scouts, like, everything I just told those guys, totally not true. <laughs> now, I knew this. Joel didn't, um, and Joel was on a stage with him in the Big Ten Championship and blah, 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 like all that. Yes, of course. And I've said regularly, Joel Klatt's the best college football analyst there is. Being a draft analyst is different. But he's the best. He is the best. I love listening to Joel. Shout out Joel Klatt. I know he hates me, but, like, whatever. Like, I'm, You know. Whatever. So Evans asked me about Connor Cook, and I was like, Connor Cook can't play. You know, Connor Cook's terrible. And I knew a bunch of stuff I'm not going to repeat on air about, you know, just Connor Cook in general. I was like, he can't play. He's not good. Scouts don't like him, blah, blah, blah. 
And then Mike Evans goes, well, Joel Klatt said he's a top 20 pick and first-round pick. And I was like, what does Joel Klatt know? I was like, Connor Cook can't play. Joel was listening. He was in Denver, and he was listening. So he called in. He ripped me up and down one side. He finished with the whole, you didn't play, so you don't know, which is, it's weak, but whatever. You know, he's, he was very mad. I get it. I understand. I just basically said he didn't know what he was talking about. Uh, and then, you know, there's there's been several behind-the-scenes Joel Klatt stories. Um, I, I know the guy doesn't like me, which I'm fine with. They're like, I wish he did. I like him. And we used to get along. But anyway, so this morning, Mike Evans like, I don't mean to wedge drive, which means he totally means to wedge drive. But he's like, Orlando Franklin says there's a concern with Javante Williams. Well, you're on the opposite side. Yeah, yeah, I am. Let me talk to O. Let me talk to the big fella. Let me pick his brain. Let me see what's going on. And here's the thing with Javante. He's not 100%, everybody. He's not going to play on Friday, most likely, uh, allegedly, or whatever I have to say so don't get in trouble. He's not going to play Friday, okay? Um, I'd say appears in one preseason game. That's a guess. And then in the regular season, Samaje P. Ryan will be splitting equally with Javante Williams. I feel this is the way it's going to be. I've said that's from May. I say it today. Even though Javante Williams looks great and he looks like he's back and he's cutting on that knee and he's not thinking about that knee and he's making moves, like all these sorts of things. It's all been positive with Javante. He's just not real. He's not fast, okay? And this is where I want to pick Orlando's brain because I'm watching Javante extra close today. Javante was not even, I saw him for the first week. I was like, check. Javante's about 85%. Check. Good to go, all right? And then this stuff comes out, and Orlando's saying it's a concern. I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to, like, really studying Javante, studying his movements. How does he look? What's his body language like? There's no problem. There's no problem, everybody. And that's what I'll tell Orlando, and I'll pick his brain about it, and then we'll talk about it. Because I can't have Orlando hating me like Joel Klatt hates me because I love O. And, and, you know, and I like Joel Klatt as well. But anyway, um, there's no problem with Javante Williams. He's just not fast, and we shouldn't expect him to be fast because he's never been fast. That's not his game to be fast, and they're not even tackling to the ground, so we can't really even see Javante. We can see him cut, and he looks good cutting. We can see him catch passes. He's catching passes, even awkward passes, and he'll catch an awkward pass, and sometimes on those type of plays where you're taking that extra weird step or you're kind of like leaning forward or whatever, you're, you're giving an extra effort to make a catch that should be much easier. Javante will do that, and there's no ill effects. There's no ill effects from that. He's not. He doesn't like make the weird catch, and then, oh, he's like a little gimpy, or you're know, kind of stumbling over or whatever. There's none of that. There is zero, none I've seen every practice of Javante's this entire offseason, except one when I was in Vegas. But anyway, like, everything. I've seen it all. There's no question. This whole Josh Jacobs thing, like, what? <laughs> Let someone other than Florio with agent-fed information report it, and then maybe I'll give it some credence. But you're going to trade with a division rival, really? You're going to trade with the Raiders. You hate the Raiders. You're going to trade with the Raiders. Yeah. Got it, Florio. Go talk to another agent. But either way, like this whole thing, it's like it's not me versus Orlando. I love O, man. That's my dude. I just don't see the same things with Javante that he's seen, and I want to know what he's seen. So we'll watch practice together. I'll talk to Orlando. I'll get back to you. But I want to let you know my observations. My observations are 
Samaj P. Ryan and Javante Williams are going to split 50-50. I've said that consistently since May. Nothing in training camp has changed my mind. I think the fact that Javante is practicing makes people excited. Like, oh, my God, Javante is out there and he's cutting. Like, I get it. I get it, dudes. Okay? And dudettes, I understand. But at the same time, it's not like Samaje is some slappy. <laughs> Samaje, if Samaje P. Ryan was the starter and Javante Williams was, was uh, retired, I'm retired, but like, well, let's say he wasn't here, right? I would say, watch out for Samaje P. Ryan. That dude's going to get 1,200 yards on the ground. That's the type of back he is. So when I say Samaje and Javante are going to be 50 50, it's not because Javante is falling apart and he's uh, struggling. None of that is true. Zero percent of that is true. It's because Samaje is good, Javante is good, and he's a little banged up, and you want to ease him in. You're not going to give Javante, and here's the unfortunate thing, especially in an exploitative running back market. <sighs> the old song is Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys. The song should be Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Running Backs because the running back market is exploitative. The NFL and these teams are taking advantage of those running backs because they think it's just plug and play and you just plug them in and go, 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 and they're a dime a dozen or whatever. That's not the case when someone is special. A Nick Chubb is special. Best back in the league. Jonathan Taylor, special. Christian McCaffrey, special. You're not getting this somewhere else, baby. But the NFL, they don't care about running backs. And here's the bottom line. I haven't quite gone pro wrestling yet, KJ. I'm trying to be less obnoxious per order from the suits. But, like, Javante Williams will never be what he was supposed to be. And I'm not a defeatist, and I'm not uh, catastrophizing, right? I've talked to you on this program about catastrophizing. Don't take something and it's the worst ever. You know, don't watch one throw from Russell Wilson and be like, he can't play. Don't watch one practice of Javante Williams and be like, he's totally all, he's not not the same. But here's my observation in just knowing this game and knowing the workload that will not be there for Javante. It will not be there. One, it shouldn't be. Samaje's good. Javante's good. Split it. Split the check. But Javante Williams, who I compared to Nick Chubb, who was my number one running back, who at his pro day at North Carolina, I said the Broncos need to draft him, and then they did. There's no larger supporter of Javante Williams than me. So I tell you, with that track record, proven track record of Javante Williams' love, I can tell you he'll never be what he was supposed to be because of that injury and because Samaji P. runs here. Nick Chubb is a lead league leader. He is a guy that will get you know, 250, 300 carries, whatever it is. Javante won't get that. He just won't. And it's unlikely that he ever will. And here's the kicker, and this is what really sucks. Javante might not ever get paid like he deserves to get paid because he's a running back, and he's a running back with a major injury on his rookie contract. And this year, let's say he gets 800 yards rushing, 900 yards rushing, whatever the number is. Maybe the Broncos have 2,000-yard rushers. That'd be cool. 
Okay, whatever the number is. It's not what it could be. Javante Williams could have 1,500 yards. He's probably going to have about 900, 800, whatever the number. And that means he's not going to get paid. It's a cold business, y'all. It's Denver Sports tonight. I am Cecil Lammy talking about what I saw at training camp and why the defense has got some consistent playmakers. That's the word of the day. We'll talk about it next. All my life. Keep me down. It's Cecil Lammy talking about the Broncos on Denver Sports tonight. It is Denver Sports.com, and we are 1043 The Fan. I want everyone to go to DenverSports.com, bookmark it, go there every day. Top Denver Sports News. We're talking Nuggets, Abs, Rockies, CU Buffs. If it's happening in Denver and it has to do with sports, then of course we've got it for you at DenverSports.com. So go there. And check out, sign up for our free daily newsletter. It's the Denver Sports Daily. Hot and fresh to your inbox every single morning. The top Denver sports news right to you. You've got a life we don't. It's denversports.com. No damn paywalls, by the way. So check us out and thank you for um, making us. Our our web presence has incredibly grown. Uh, As someone who's been with this station since we were 950 The Fan. And radio station websites, I don't know if you remember back in the day. Uh, but radio station websites, they were uh, babe of the day. Like, that was the thing. It was a different time, everybody. But, like, radio station websites were where you went to listen to the show streaming, and there wasn't a whole lot. DenverSports.com, we have you covered. We are your number one source for all Denver sports news. Everything. I uh, obviously cover the NFL and the Denver Broncos. Andrew Mason, our senior Broncos writer. We've got Jake Shapiro on everything. We've got Will Peterson on everything. Got my man James Merrillat holding it down. Of course, Rachel V. Hill doing her thing. Of course, DMAC popping up on Coffee Break. Like, we got it covered for you. It's denversports.com, and uh, we appreciate your uh, support. Anyway, consistency is the name of the game. Vance Joseph talked about it today when he was talking about Jonathan Cooper, the best player at Broncos training camp every single day, the most consistent player. At Broncos training camp every single day is Jonathan Cooper. As someone who's been a fan of this young man for a long time, as someone who was interviewed by Sydney on DenverBroncos.com at the Senior Bowl that year, and I said, hey, this Jonathan Cooper guy, you need to draft him. And they did in the seventh round because of a heart issue that has been you know taken care of and all those sorts of things. Jonathan Cooper is providing tremendous playmaking ability for this Broncos defense. Jonathan Cooper has been their best rusher. I think Randy Gregory is a freak. (laughs) I think Randy Gregory is a force. I think Randy Gregory, like, I don't care about the weed thing. Um, It's just the fact that he's hurt all the damn time. Like, he's never played a full season. But Randy Gregory is going to be great. Randy Gregory is going to give you pro bowl caliber play for about 10 games. Jonathan Cooper is making a step even larger than I thought Baron Browning would take. And I love Baron Browning. Both of them at that same senior bowl, both Ohio State Buckeyes. But here's the thing. Consistency is excellence. No matter what you do in life, consistency is excellent. You get out of bed, you work hard, you make sure that you are providing that value. Jonathan Cooper is a tremendous value for the He's going to get paid. If he keeps it up like this from a seventh round pick 
to one of the best pass rushers in the game? Could it happen? We've seen it happen before right here with an undrafted guy named Shaq Barrett. Yeah. I just compared Jonathan Cooper to Shaq Barrett. Now, that's a, that's a bold strategy, Cotton. It's a bold prediction, and I'm not necessarily saying he'll lead the league in sacks like Shaq Barrett did with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he got paid because of it. But this type of talent, which can come from anywhere, you find it, and you love to see it from a Jonathan Cooper. More on that in a little bit. All right. You hear that sweet Ronnie James Dio? You know what that means. It means I got a less than a minute to go, so I better wrap it up. But I'll be back tomorrow. My Pat Sertan interview. The clips are available right now on our Denver Sports socials. So make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you'll see clips tomorrow. My full interview with Pat Sertan, one-on-one exclusive. And again, thank you to the Broncos for that. That means a lot. Um, Been around this team for 20 years, and I appreciate them showing me the love with that interview with Pastor Tan. He's KJ. I'm Cecil Lammer, everyone. Look out! And stay frosty.